Welcome to the Grow My Salon Business podcast, where we focus on the business side of hairdressing. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and I'll be talking to thought leaders in the hairdressing industry, discussing insightful, provocative, and inspiring ideas that matter. So get ready to learn, get ready to be challenged, get ready to be inspired, and most importantly, get ready to grow your salon business. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Grow My Salon Business Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and it's great to have you join me today. No matter where you live in the world, if there is one phrase that we're all tired of hearing, it's unprecedented times. I'm sure you probably feel the same. But without doubt, the last couple of years have been tough for most people. We've all been tested in numerous ways in our businesses and in our personal lives, whether it's been financially, emotionally, or physically, as changes have been thrust upon us that were beyond our control. So today is part one with part two coming next week, where I'm focusing on what I have loosely termed comeback stories, where I'm talking to two couples who are both hardworking salon owners and who, like everyone, have been through some very testing times. But despite that, they've come out the other end in good shape and have lessons to share that are not only relevant to everyone everywhere, but we can all learn from their resilience, their willpower, their strength, and their courage in the face of adversity. So today I'm talking with Henry Monreal and Liz Salcido from Salon Inc. in San Diego, And I had previously spoken to them at the beginning of COVID. And here we are, over two years on, and they have had a great turnaround in their business. So in today's podcast, we're going to discuss their business journey and how they bounced back post-COVID, dealing with major health challenges, and finding balance in both personal and business commitments, and so much more. And so without further ado, welcome to the show, Liz and Henry. Hi, Anthony. Uh, Thank you for having us back again. It's uh, it's been a long time, it feels like. Hi, Anthony. It's a pleasure. It's great. I'm really looking forward to it because, you know, we, um, for our listeners, uh, I interviewed Liz and Henry episode 37, which is over 100 episodes ago. And that came out in April of 2020. Uh, Now we're hopefully, touch wood, out the other end of COVID. I wanted to touch base with, you know, a couple of salon owners that I'd spoken to before, so I knew where they were, and and to check in where they are now and how life has been for them. And so you were were top of my list to get to because, as I said, it was the beginning of COVID uh, when we spoke on episode 37. And in that episode, we were very much talking about COVID and the assumption that you'd be closed for a few weeks at most. And the general theme was, you know, sort of about what hygiene and sanitation things we would be doing when we reopened, okay? What we didn't really talk about in that podcast was what had happened to your business leading up to that, so in the year or so before that. So um, I want to go back to that because... You know, you haven't just had had a tough time with COVID. You, you've had a, a, a really tough time with business over over a sustained period. So um, I, I want to just fill in the, the, the blanks here a little bit. It was May 2019. Correct. 
when you were displaced from your salon. So just tell us about that. Just, uh, you know, what, what actually happened May 2019 that meant that you were, you know, overnight literally told that you didn't have a premises to work in. So uh, in May 2019, we had a full staff, uh, 14 stylists. Um, salon was doing amazing. And come to find out, Liz and I had been getting sick for about three or four years prior to. Couldn't figure it out. We just thought we were getting a little bit older and that was part of life. But come to find out, um, our building was um, inspected by an inspector and it was covered with black mold and we had carbon monoxide issues. So once that once that was found out, we had to get literally were displaced from one day to the next. And during that time, we ended up losing seven, eight stylists literally from one day to the next. Um, and we had to find a, a temporary home until that building got re ready for us to come back. Right. Um, okay. And so, so how long did it did it you know you i know you told me that it was literally you were told get your stuff today you can't come back until all this has been dealt with um so you went and worked with your team and your clients in a friend's salon yeah is that is that correct yes that's correct we were there from um we were out in may came back in august so about three and a half months we were out of our location and we were in the other salon for about two and a half of those months so right. okay so um, you've relocated to a friend's salon you've taken yes. clients, you've taken staff did you lose clients and staff in that in that process uh we we lost everything you can think of you know we came we went to that other salon with uh five five stylists a couple assistants we came back with literally two stylists and two assistants so um, and, and we had, again, remember before we were evicted or, or kicked out, we had 14 booked, fully booked stylists. So the yes. salon was doing amazing. Um, and during that time, you know, Liz and I talk about our health issues. We, you know, she was extremely sick with, with brain infections. I ended up uh, getting diagnosed with kidney cancer and we just you know pers persevered and we came back and in august of 2019 we started we looked at each other and said okay we need to rebuild this place we're going to continue to fight we're going to believe in our systems and we're going to rebuild so fast forward you know we come back with two stylists two assistants and we end up rebuilding to about 12 stylists um we hired another three assistants and um, that's five, six, seven, eight months of work, and then COVID hit. Okay, so before we get into COVID, so you've gone back into the old salon that has been uh, repaired, say the building work has all been done, um, and you're back in there in a rebuilding phase. You Correct. Know, you lost most of your staff, you lost a lot of your clients, you're back in there in a rebuilding phase. You just glossed over... Um, I got kidney cancer and Liz, you know, had some brain, but we just battled on through it. Was that because of the building? You know, you talked about all this mold and stuff that was in there. And I, I've heard of that before that you can't see it, but it's mold in behind the walls and, and underneath the ceiling and all that sort of stuff. And it creates major health issues. Was Were, were your health issues put down to the environment that you were working in? 
Yes, they were. They were definitely, um, that's what contributed to our health issues. And um, that, you know, that that's basically why we felt the way we felt. Yeah. My God. Okay. And then, so eight, nine months later, back in the new salon, you've rebuilt the team. You're getting business back on track. It's March 2020. COVID happens. I mean, you've had the double whammy of all double whammies, haven't you? I mean, and even then, when we spoke about COVID, we talked about it in the context, because I went back and I listened to episode 37 before today, and we very much talked about it then in the context that we'll be closed for two or three weeks. In reality, you've been closed for on and off for almost 15 months. Is that correct? Yes, a total of uh, almost 15 months, uh, and that's not including the uh, three and a half months we were closed because of the building issue. So it it was a very lengthy, uh, the the past, what is it, three years, 19, 20, 22, yeah, the past two years during that time, we were just, I think we only had the opportunity to work eight months, really eight months to, to try and rebuild the business. Uh, before COVID hit, so it was it was a pretty scary uh, position to be in because we didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, also, also, and then so COVID hits, and during that time, I mean, I know this from our conversation before we started recording. You realized that they said the building had been repaired. Correct. The reality is it hadn't been repaired properly. Is am I right? So I, feel, I sound like a I, I feel like a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but is that correct? They told you it had all been fixed. So you've gone back in there. You're rebuilding your team, and what you find out that it had not really been fixed at all. Correct. We we uh, went back thinking, okay, let's go. You know, we're ready to rebuild and re get back into uh, where we left off, really. Yeah. Uh, even though we only had two stylists and two assistants, we said, let's just go. We're going to do it all together. And we worked as a team and, and we were getting there. We were excited. We thought that everything was fine. But then when the first rainstorm came, we started noticing water entering the building again. And we're like, wait a minute. They didn't really fix it properly. They just patched things up. And we didn't want to risk getting sick again. Henry and I had been being away from the building for the three and a half months, really rejuvenated all my health. Yeah. Uh, because they say that with mold, as long as you leave the building and and get away from that infected area, your body will slowly start to heal. And that's exactly what happened. So when I went back, I was I was back to almost normal, you know, feeling healthy. But when we decided, we realized, you know what, let's get the building inspected one more time just for our sanity and for our peace of mind. Um, the inspector came back with, it's still, there's still moisture, uh, moisture in the building. And we just decided, okay, it's time to start looking for a new new location. Okay, so that's yeah. what you did. Correct. Right, and was that during lockdown time? You know, in between lockdowns. When we started looking, it was in between lockdowns. It was in between lockdowns, and then we would open, and then it was lockdown, and then we opened. But we made the decision to not stay there. Yeah. Um, and renew our lease because that was coming up. Uh, we decided to start looking. For a okay. new location. 
And so you found that. When did you find the new location? <laughs> we found the new location in June of 2021. Okay. Um, and it took us about three three months to build it out. Um, it's it's pretty close to the original location. We're only about four blocks away. Um, but during COVID, kind of go back. Liz and I really had time to reflect on what type of business model we were going to recreate mm -hmm. and and what we were going to do to move forward. Quitting was never an option for us. Yeah. You know, we we believe in our systems. We believe that, you know, we over the years, we've created an amazing um, group of systems that, that if we put the right people in place, we're going to be successful. Mm. So we've always had that belief. And we always know that other it's more than just Liz and I, other people, other people that we bring into the salon, they rely on what we offer them. Mm. So we were never, ever, we, we could have easily walked away. We could have easily said, you know what, enough's enough. Um, but we, it's more than just us, you know, yeah. we've always, we, I feel that we have servants hearts and we really want to help other people grow and be successful and, and get on that first airplane, you know, cause we do hire young kids, get on that first airplane ride or, or buy that first car, um, you know, build a, build a career in the salon where they can afford to go buy their first home that really fills our cup. So that, yeah. that's kind of what we, what we strove for. Um, so when we did look for this new location, we knew that we had to take our independent salon with us. So we had to get a large location. We had to get a square, a, a building that was going to be able to house us, house both businesses in there. Mm -hmm. And we did. We got this beautiful 6,300 square foot location in, in the heart of Hillcrest, which is a very affluent um, neighborhood, very affluent city. And we couldn't be happier with what we got. Yeah. Was there a silver lining because of COVID and lots of businesses going out of business that there was a lot of choice with real estate at a realistic rental rate? You know, it, it was. And we had a lot of different options. Um, the building that we had been, that we're in currently, the one that we found, had been vacant for almost two years, 19 months. Wow. Um, it was a... It's like I said, it's a beautiful, the, the floor plan, the layout was just immaculate. Um, when I took, I went there first, when I took Liz there, she's like, there's no way we can get this. <laughs> she's like, there's just no way because it was so perfect. Yeah. And, you know, we had a really great broker who helped us and assisted us throughout the whole process. And he negotiated for us and just made it happen. You know, Good. by the grace of God, it happened for us. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, if a place is vacant for two years, then you've got a fair bit of leverage, I would have thought. And for sure. Yes, there, there was a good negotiation that went back and forth. Good. And I think it worked in both our favors, but we were very, very fortunate to, to find the location that we did because it is absolutely beautiful. Good. As soon well, as you walk in there, everybody's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> They feel really after what you've been through, it, it sounds you know like you deserve it to put it mildly. Oh, so, thank you. So how is business now? Now here we are. Uh, let's call it June 2022. Um, you know you've been you've been open in this new location for how long? Well, we've been we started. Uh, we took our first guest in September. Okay. which was our 17 year anniversary as a salon. So we're super happy about that um, in 2021. 
and we've steadily been climbing. Um, you know, this past week was our first week that we did 30,000, right. which was awesome. You know, we were finally getting to the where we're going to be. Again, we're just, we believe in what we do. We're, our systems work. Um, and as we have a great opportunity because now we have a lot of walk-in traffic yeah. um, where we never had that at the old location. Okay. Um, our retail space area has been set up like a store. So people come in and buy take home um, that we never had that opportunity. You know, um, our business is starting to climb again, Anthony. And I think it's just because, you know, we definitely believe in what we are doing is right. Um, Liz and I both believe that this industry has so much to offer everybody as long as you're able and willing to, to work for it you know do the right thing and um i always say that if you chase the dollar you're never going to catch it you know you're never going to catch it we don't do things for money we do things because we want to help other people achieve their goals you yeah. know money comes and goes yeah so there's actually been quite a lot of positivity that's come out of this i mean you could focus on the negative i mean cancer kidney cancer and and uh you know brain infections aren't things that you take lightly, but, and, you know, all the drama that you've been through, and I know that there's legal stuff going on in the background as well. I mean, that's very, very stressful on, on your relationship, on your business, you know, on everything, but it, it's great to see you being so uh, positive and optimistic about the future because, you know, I, I know that there's always people that will listen to podcasts, etc. Some of them are in a, in a great, place in their life but others are not and it's important that they you know can hear how you've got through this so you know congratulations what 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 is the what is the thing that sort of helps you get through all that because you're not 25 anymore when (laughs) when you start having challenges like that you know health issues building a business having to fight with landlords blah 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 it is easy for for you to go, do you know what? Let's call this over. There's got to be an easier way to, to, to earn a living, et cetera. What, what is it? What's your sort of underlying strengths that get you through this? What advice would you give to other people that are having difficult, challenging times in business? Because there's plenty of them. You know, for, for me and, and for Liz, we feel that we love what we do so much that it outweighs the bad days. You know, yeah, we do have some days where we're like, gosh, I wish we could just throw in the towel, but we ne- are never going to throw in the towel because we love and we're so passionate about what this industry has to offer. You know, not just us, but everybody that is part of it. Clients deserve that salon experience. Clients deserve to be pampered. They want that, you know, it's an essential type of, of service that not too many people are able to offer, you know, and, and for our stylist to be able to offer that and get give them what we have taught them, it just, again, it fills our hearts when we see stylists able to, you know, buy their first home, have their, you know, start their families, and it was because of what we were able to give them throughout the years. Um, th- I think that's what the main thing, you know, don't give up on yourself, have systems that work, and and really truly give with your heart yeah i know you mentioned before about you touched on retail you said we've got this new space now and there's i think liz was saying there's walk-in traffic and 
you know, we have it, the retail area set up like a shop, et cetera. It, it, it made me want to ask you about reinvention, like having the opportunity of having, I think you said 6,000 square feet or something, mm-hmm. to, of blank canvas to reinvent your business and what your business would be like. Um, a lot of people would do the opposite with retail. A lot of people would go, oh, all the retail things all moving online, yada, yada, yada. You know, we're going to shrink our retail offering. You've gone the opposite way. Tell me about your thinking behind that. Well, um, actually, we had a smaller retail than we just uh, opened now. Um, When we moved into this new location, being as large as it is, when we brought our, our retail from the previous store, it ended up looking like this little area and I, and I kept looking at it I'm like I feel like it needs more and that's exactly what we did we reached out to uh Pete from corporate Paul Mitchell John Paul Mitchell Systems and I said Pete our our little store looks teeny tiny compared to the space I feel like if we really uh vamp it up and add more retail I think people will be more attracted to that. And that's exactly what happened. We created this, we put in a $10,000 order and we made this area look like an actual walk-in store. There's just so much to look at and so much to pick that we uh, attracted people from outside the doors that now come in to shop because it looks like a store. And I think the thinking behind Take Home, Anthony, is that's honestly the best employee you'll ever have they're never late uh they make you the most money and you know it's always available as long as you have it stocked so and and it's a great clients need they're buying their product their take-home product from somewhere why not buy it from a professional salon that's going to be able to educate them on what they're what's going to be best for their hair care when you go on Amazon or you go to Target or you go wherever to buy take-home or, or hair care products, no one's going to give you the passionate answers of what you need like they would in a hair salon. So yeah. why wouldn't we offer that and expand that? Yeah. So you, your experience is that by – I often use the expression, if you're going to do retail, you have to look like you're in the business of retail. There's no – Absolutely. Half a dozen 100%. bottles on the shelf. And so that's pretty much what you said, Liz, isn't it? That you, it just it just looked insignificant. And so Correct. by having by looking like you're serious players, it actually <laughs> brought people in off the street, yeah. yeah. Who were clients. You got to spend money to make money, Anthony. Yeah. And, <laughs> and your existing clients as well. Did it make existing clients? Oh yeah. Retail that didn't purchase before, just because. Oh it yes. Looked more significant. Looked like you're in the business of retail. Correct, because there was so much more available and there was so much more to choose from that. Not only our stylists started offering the shampoo and conditioner, but then they were like, here's the mask and here's the the mousse and here's, you know, so there was so much to offer. When you have it available, it it makes a huge difference. Before we were like, oh, we don't have this one in stock, but let me order it for you. It'll be here Tuesday. That just didn't work, you know. So when we upped our numbers, like I said, we put in a huge order. Wow. Even the stylists got so excited. It was like going into a candy store. They were just so excited to have so much product available to recommend. So it was incredible. Well, that's another positive that's come out of it. Um, what about 
again, you know, this blank canvas, you move into a new space and you have this opportunity to reinvent lots of things. So you've reinvented retail. Have you reinvented your business model? Have you reinvented your the way you employ staff? Have you reinvented the financial model that you have for the business at all? I, I believe that we have definitely implemented new things. We're definitely more flexible. One of the things that we did learn over COVID is how important time is and how important it is to also have mental health breaks. That's been a huge thing for us, for not only us personally, but for our entire team. Um, we have definitely learned that taking breaks you know not going a whole year and then finally decide okay you get a week off you know a, a vacation or holiday it's not enough people need breaks in life and i think that's the one thing that we have completely learned not only from younger generations but all generations is it's nice to be able to just say i need to take a couple days off in the middle of the month to just recoup and re regenerate myself to come back excited to come back to work so definitely COVID has taught us that we all need that little bit of time and not work 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 and then you know that was I feel like that was very much old school thinking and I've got I was raised that way I've worked 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 but I never realized how exhausted I've also, I was also getting. So we've learned that taking those mental health breaks in the middle of the month, sometimes it's okay. It's not a bad thing. It actually brings you back happier, rejuvenated, and ready to get back. And I think the mentality to pre-COVID was, oh, my God, if, if this these two or three stylists are out, how's it going to affect the bottom line? Well, we were out for 15 months, for Christ's sakes. And we're still, we survived. So if, you know, a couple of stylists are out a couple of days, a month, or it's not going to affect the salon. I mean, it's not going to affect our business, right? Yeah. Um, and, but it's going to only employ, it's going to help our business because of the, the balance that we're able to offer the stylist. Yeah. Are they, I, I heard a figure the other day. Um, I'll stand corrected on it, but let's just use it to illustrate this question. Uh, the figure I heard was that 60-60% mm -hmm. of hairdressers in the United States now work 30 hours or less. In other words, over half of our industry are now part-time, uh, which has which is interesting and it has mm -hmm. negative implications about it as well as positive implications about it. Sure. You know? Uh, for what does this look like for an industry if it's turning into very much a, a, a part-time industry, if 60% of people are doing 30 hours or less. With your, um, and I, I agree with what you were saying, Liz, about giving people time off during the month, giving people, just giving people time for a life and not being so, you know, old school, never have Saturdays off, you've got to do two late nights a week, whatever <laughs> right. it is. You know, right. I, I, I agree with that. But And I think as a as an industry, and actually not just as an industry, full stop, the workforce everywhere, regardless of what occupation you're in, are reassessing and trying to find what is the work-life balance that sort of works. Um, in your salon now, what what percentage of your staff would be a full-time versus, you know, a more part-time in their approach? I would say that right now we only have one employee that works four days a week. The rest of them are full time. Oh, okay. And then we'll, two renters that work uh, 
I'm sorry, three renters that work part-time. Um, so the rest of them are full-time employees. Um, I think that it just also depends on the salon and it depends on the individual. Um, we are extremely picky and, and choosy when we come to, when it comes to the employees that we bring into the salon. Mm -hmm. um, I think that for whatever reason, maybe our training, maybe the way this, the business and the systems are ran in the salon, maybe because they do take it as a career in our location and not just a job, they are there to work. They're there to produce. basically produce and they're looking to to create a career out of the location they're not just there to do hair and go home you know three days a week um like like henry said we just had two stylists that bought their first home and they're working they have to work now to keep up that house we have an employee that is going on her first airplane flight ever because she's never had money to travel now she has money to travel um it, it's stories like that that our employees for sure are there to to build careers out of the location and i think it just also it really depends on the demographic of the location um there's so many salons everywhere and i could see you know driving down uh, in a different area or, or different locations when you find so many little hole in the wall salons for sure i could see maybe those employees are there you know they go in for two clients and then go home you know i don't know that's what I'm assuming, but the industry needs to take back what we really are capable of doing. Um, I think people got scared with COVID and we did lose em employees during COVID too because they, they were unsure of the industry. Mm -hmm. They gave up on it so quickly. They said, uh oh, you know, this industry is not going to make it. We're going to go do dental hygiene or we're going to become airline stewardess or I'm going to be a, you know, a nurse assistant. A lot of people gave up on it, not realizing, you know, I'm older, so I've been through it, you know, the recession and this and that. So it's an up and down, but you always have to keep climbing up. And, and when you climb up, you don't stop there. You keep going. You don't stop. You don't pause. There's so much this industry has to offer. I'm extremely passionate about it because I know and I've been through it. Um, we've we've put three kids through college, you know, because of this industry. We have a beautiful home because of the industry. We have a, an excellent lifestyle because of this industry. So there's so much that we can get out of it still. And that's why we won't give up. Yeah, good. <laughs> good. Well said. What, you know, now you're... Um... If it, if, it, if it was a visual thing, you could sort of see you sailing off into the sunset. You've been through really rocky seas. Do you know what I mean? Now you're in a calm sea. You've got this great business. It's it's growing again. Things look really positive. The future looks bright. What I wanted to ask you was, what did you learn about yourselves in the last four or five years? Because mm. It's been a tough journey that you've been through financially, health-wise, emotionally, and every way. It's been a tough journey. What, what, what would you say you've learned about yourselves? Um, that's a great question. You know, I would say for me, I've learned that I have a really strong partner um, that we work extremely well together. We don't always see eye to eye, um, but that makes our partnership even stronger because we trust each other and and we're headed towards the right 
um, goals. You know, I feel that over the last five years, I've been able to push myself to certain limits that I didn't know I was capable of. Uh, you know, if, if you work hard only when you feel like working hard, that's not enough. You got to work hard on the days you don't feel like working hard. And that that's those are the days that, you know, get you to the next level, so to speak. Are you um, both behind the chair? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Um, and, you know, I just feel that being able to continue to believe in, in what we're doing is right is going to continue to help our company grow and eventually have our exit plan. Mm. You know, you know, we're again, we're we're a little long in the tooth now and we uh, we can't do this for another, you know, 10 years. You know, we we want to build our salon to where we can either just work in it and have somebody else run it or we can obviously sell it and then move to hawaii one day you know that's the that's the plan well it's a good plan you've got to have a plan everyone's got right. to have a vision without that you know it's just doing it doing it well yeah. what, what about you liz what have you learned about yourself going through this uh i feel like that i've definitely learned that you know we, we also have to put our health in mind first always um i've learned that I definitely want to be a good role model for my children, my three girls and the people that I have uh, employed. Um, that's something that I've always felt like, uh, you know, when you leave your legacy, you always want to leave something behind. And and I feel like for me, I've, I think I was brought here to teach for sure and to give. Mm -hmm. And I think that the way that I give to a lot of people, not only my children, but the people that I have uh, in in the salon, um, leaving them with with all the tools that I was given is is something that I want to do. I want to give because you can make it in this industry. You can do it. It's it's an incredible industry. I will always say that I, I love it. I feel very strongly about it. And I have learned that we we got to just keep going, always. We got to keep going. Well, that's a perfect place to start to wrap up. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. where, where can people connect with you on Instagram or other social channels? Well, we are on Instagram at Salon Inc., S-A-L-O-N-I-N-K. Uh -huh. And we're also on Facebook, same name, Salon Inc., and TikTok. we're we're on TikTok as well. <laughs> we're jumping on all the uh, social media trends. So yeah, we're we're there. Fantastic. Well, uh, I'm sure lots of people are going to want to check out your retail area. So I hope you've got it featured on uh, Instagram. Absolutely, uh, we do. Uh, we so do. that people can see it, because um, I, I think that that was a really interesting point that you brought up about that from a business perspective. I mean, there's been lots of really good points here. So, look, I want to thank you for being so open and honest and, and willing to share because, you know, they're very personal things that you've spoken about. And, um, you know, I appreciate the fact that you've done that. There's a lot of people that have had, you know, have had a good couple of years uh, financially as well with government support, et cetera. But there's a lot of other people that have really had a hard time and are, and are continuing to. So you're a great example of how, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. And as you just said, you've just got to keep going and keep pushing. So um, I'll put those uh, links for Salon Inc. on our website, growmysalonbusiness.com. 
uh, and in the show notes for today's podcast. So uh, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. So to wrap up, Henry and Liz from Salon Inc., thank you so much for being on this week's episode of the Grow My Salon Business podcast. Thank Thank you, you, Anthony. Anthony. We appreciate you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, you'll find us at growmysalonbusiness.com or on Facebook and Instagram at growmysalonbusiness. And if you enjoyed tuning into our podcast, make sure that you subscribe, like, and share it with your friends. Until next time, this is Anthony Whitaker wishing you continued success.